SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. 21 minutes to 8. Good morning. Well, the company Car Power Ship says it expects to soon produce power from a ship in Richards Bay and to be able to sell, oh, I think it's around 450 megawatts of electricity to our grid. You know how controversial this has been, the conversations we've had about it. This deal's been in the works for years. And then there was the situation where car power ships bought that piece of land as part of a game reserve. So it's donated land to protect rhino. And I suppose that means it can spoil the environment for birds and fish in Richards Bay. Well, let's finally, after many years of trying, hear from car power ships itself. The company and their global chief commercial officer is Zeynep Harazai Yilmaz. Zeynep, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Good morning, and thank you for the amusing introduction. <laughs> when do you think you'll be able to generate this power? When do you think your ship in Richards Bay will be able to start operating? So we have recently re- uh, received our environmental application for Richards Bay, which means we're going to sign our power purchase agreement with the IPP office in the upcoming weeks and then achieve financial close by the end of the year. And hopefully before... Uh, the end of next year, so within 2024, we'll be able to deliver low-cost, reliable and cleaner electricity in Richards Bay. As I understand the process within our, our Environmental Affairs Department, so they've granted permission, but there's still an appeal process. In other words, uh, a non-governmental organization or another group could actually appeal the decision. Do you think that could happen? Could that delay things further? Um, that could definitely happen, and we would welcome it because... I think South Africa has a very strong green lobby and uh, it's wonderful for a country to have such a strong green lobby to put corporations in the right direction. Um, so, um, of course, it would happen and we would answer the necessary questions. We look at the environment in four different aspects, marine, air, uh, land, and also noise. In terms of marine, we are just a regular cargo ship Instead of carrying a cargo, it has inside already an equipped power plant. So the marine impact of the power ship is similar to any cargo vessel that is docked at the port. In the Temap Fishing Harbor, where we operated for many years in Ghana, United Nations Development Program made a documentary on us and the small-scale fishermen because we've improved the lives of the small-scale fishermen who were our hosts. Fish bred along the power ship, they would park their uh, fishing ships around the uh, power ship, and electricity we provided enabled their refrigerators to work so they wouldn't have to throw away the fish that they catch. Instead, they could take home money, feed their kids, send them to school, and have a proper income. Okay, I'm gonna come to- That's what electricity does. Okay. You lodged applications for three sites. Uh, There's Richards Bay, there are two others. The two other sites, you don't have environmental permission yet. How are those processes going? Um, We believe we will receive the environmental applications for the Saldana project and the Kuha project in the upcoming weeks or months as well. We've done multiple public participation meetings to make sure there were no questions unanswered by the communities um, for all three sites. And the uh, ones that were submitted for Saldana and Kuha comes after Richards Bay. So it is very natural for them, their environmental application to come later than Richards Bay as well.
Okay, I mean, there have been some disputes about some of these public meetings, but we'll let all the other people, all of the processes sort that out. There are a few other things. Um, how long, so Richards Bay, how long would you be providing power for? Is it five years? Is it 20 years? So that's a good question. Um, the initial tender duration is 20 years. So we've submitted our price and all our documents for 20 years. But during the IPP office, power purchase agreement negotiations, we gave IPP office early exit options at year five and year 10. And we are the only company in the world that can actually do that because our asset is floating. So we can, we have the ability to take it to another country if South Africa does not want us after five years. We could potentially take it to Mozambique, Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, or else. Okay, but uh, so that's true. But why would you go for 20 years in the first place? The world of generating electricity is going to change dramatically in the next 10 years, never mind the next 20. Um, 20 years seems a, a very strange number. Why not just make it 100 then? Because um, the tender was awarded, uh, was issued for 20 years because the tender requested that you secure, it's a risk mitigation program, you secure the country's base load electricity requirement. Now, let me put things a little in perspective from a power generation view. In South Africa today, there's 40,000 megawatts of coal generation. This coal generation represents 85% of the country's electricity. The electricity we bring will be generated with natural gas, which is the cleanest form of thermal electricity. And it has 50% less emissions compared to coal. So what we are is the first step in the energy transition to renewables. In 20 years from today, South Africa is not going to need more coal. It is definitely going to need more natural gas. Well, there are disputes around that. As you say, it's the cleanest form of thermoelectricity, but it's not the cleanest form of electricity. Um, Eskom has to give you a grid allocation. And if you don't have a grid allocation, you cannot connect to the grid. And as I understand it, the grid allocation that you were granted ran out in August and then was extended, I think, to the end of December. And if you're not generating power by the end of December, would that mean you lose your grid allocation? You'd have to go to Eskim again and say, please, can we have our grid allocation uh, for longer? Because we aren't yet producing electricity to add to the grid. Is that right? Let me go back to the previous comment, if you don't mind, that um, you cannot have a grid running completely on renewables. The reason for that is the renewables work when sun is shining, wind is blowing, or when it's raining with hydro, but it's not dispatchable baseload power. It's like the same reason why you can't make a pudding with just eggs. You need a balanced portfolio and renewables, due to their technology, deregulize grids in terms of voltage and frequency, whereas thermal electricity provides regulation for voltage and frequency, which actually enables further renewable integration into the grid. So you need thermal to be able to operate renewables. And the cleanest form of thermal is natural gas. Going to the ESCOM um, capacity uh, issue is that we already have a, 
capacity allocation for the transmission lines for the proper evacuation of the electricity. And um, that uh, availability is still valid and ongoing. Okay, but it does run out at the end of December. So you would have to ask for it to be extended again, right? Uh, You need to make a payment to secure for the continuous uh, reservation of those lines. You're not using your grid allocation now. And isn't that preventing other people from using it? No, because there are no other projects. And the thing that you need to do to be able to even join a tender to be able to get a project is you need that grid allocation. So it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a precondition So um, for you to be even awarded the proper tender and to get the project running. So without the grid allocation, we would not actually have the project. That, this is my point, is that we have a grid allocation that's not being used. You get it before you get the project. I understand that. But this process has taken such a long time. I realize a lot of that's outside your control. It's uh, our government processes, all of that. I accept that. But we also know that you can build uh, a, a wind turbine in 18 months. You can build a solar power farm in two years. And so the longer that you are not using this allocation because of these problems, the the greater the chance, or it could have been possible, that other people could have used that allocation. So my point, my, where I'm trying to get to is that, yes, is that are you not preventing other people from using it? I realize that might be out of your control, no, but the grid not. allocation is, is an important mm-hmm. issue. Yes, no, we're not, uh, we're not uh, inhibiting other people from using it. You definitely cannot build a wind farm at that location. You definitely cannot build a solar farm at that location. There are other locations more suitable due to solar illumination and due to wind measurements in South Africa. But the Richards Bay uh, area where we have the grid allocation is not one of them. So you would have a horrible project and the wind turbines take much more than three years to actually build even to get the environmental applications for those uh, wind and solar projects you're terrorizing about would take multiple years. The uh, one thing that is important to note is we have already made these power ships ready. Even when we were joining the tender, these power ships for South Africa were ready because we did not build them for South Africa. This is our business plan. We build floating power plants in advance of any contracts and any countries. What we have done is we have joined the tender of South Africa with already existing assets. That's why we've bid the capacities. For example, Richards Bay capacity is 450 megawatt but Saldana capacity is 320 megawatt because that's the available ship capacity we have. So um, we come with ready assets. Today, the voyage of 1,200 megawatts, which is sitting ready in Istanbul, takes 26 days to arrive to South Africa. The only reason we need that time is to do the electrical connection and the gas pipeline, which cannot start prior to the environmental application and the financial close. Okay. 
Zainab, as I'm sure you can hear, um, the issue of electricity and car powerships is usually contested in South Africa, which is why one of the reasons I'm putting all of these questions to you. One of the things that we've seen, and we've seen it play out in our courts, is this dispute around the black economic empowerment component for your business in South Africa. It's been brought by the organization Power Group. Could that dispute still affect your company here and how it operates? I mean, that, and this could happen, could lead to more delays as well. You do have to comply with our Black Economic Empowerment Law for this all to work. Yes, um, our economic development in Richards Bay alone will be more than 6 billion rand from for skill building, direct employment, uh, servicing local communities and creating subsectors of operation and maintenance, ship repair, legal services, and conducting corporate social responsibilities, we take economic development very, very seriously. The power group, who are our previous black empowerment partners, unfortunately did not comply with their shareholders' agreement. So after multiple notices, we had to part our ways. Um, But we today will submit our new black empowerment partner suggestion to the IPP office because they need to approve. Um, And uh, so we will definitely comply with the black empowerment requirements in South Africa and also in the uh, RMI4P tender, which we had joined. You'll be be announcing that today? Um, We will submit it either today or tomorrow. Okay. You said... So you've said several times during the converse, during this conversation that the ships can arrive within 20 days and they sort of plug in and when, when they're done, they leave. You said there's an exit agreement mm-hmm. at five years and 10 years. But you also say there would be a benefit of 6 billion rand. And I find this difficult to understand because one of the arguments against using car power ships is that there'll be no infrastructure at the end of the contract. Other systems, right? So if we were to build other liquefied natural gas installations on land, in fact, one of your competitors who lost the bid to you made that argument that there will be infrastructure left. With you, there'll be no infrastructure left. So I battle to understand where the 6 billion rand comes from. The 6 billion rand is fully documented by third-party expert consultants and reported and undersigned. So it's a real commitment for from us that keeps us obliged and liable to have that economic development impact. Now, you also need to understand that the power of electricity, power of reliable power is ultimately what is going to drive Richards Bay, not our 6 billion rand, because electricity jumpstarts the economy. When there's no electricity, water pumps do not work. Forget boiling a kettle, you cannot even have water pumped to people's houses. Not many people can offer, afford uh, backup generation in Richards Bay. You can't electrify your house. Yeah, but but that's not Hospitals you, you can't work. you can't use the electricity that's being generated as part of your six billion. These are specific requirements. No, you say obviously six billion. Not. Yes, yes. You say <laughs> oh, it's is, not. It's definitely yeah. not. So, I'm just saying the six billion rand is only a drop in the ocean compared to the real benefit we will bring. And um, what is very amazing in South Africa is that it's a such a rich country that is just dying for power. It's the richest country with the commodities it has, with the workforce it has. It will definitely be the heart of the economy 
in Africa. Okay. So, I mean, there's certain things that lead to all of these questions around car powerships. For example, the company that did the environmental assessment in the Western Cape had all sorts of problems. Um, there were meetings that were supposed to be held, public hearings with uh, fishing communities where it seemed very few people arrived. Um, we live, I mean, you talk about South Africa being a rich country, that can be true. We're also a very cynical country. Um, and so can you understand why people are not actually uh, necessarily accepting of car partnerships? I understand what you do. I mean, I get that. I have no problem with that. But what I'm saying is that I think you might find it's actually quite difficult to convince people to trust you. Well, I think it is very natural and we should be very welcoming of questioning around mega infrastructure projects. I mean, this mega infrastructure project is being done for the public benefit. So the public definitely has every right to question where the tax dollars, tax runs are being spent for. So our job as the company is to make sure no questions leave unanswered. That's what we are trying to do. And with regards to your previous question in terms of leaving infrastructure behind, the, my dear, that is what's bad for the environment. The reason why we do not leave any infrastructure behind is because then the power plants has a major decommissioning impact at the end of their life cycle. And you see all these decommissioned land-based power plants all around the world taking up very valuable landscape and also harming the environment, creating so much environmental footprint. Decommissioning an uh, already finalized power plant in itself is a multi-million dollar project. So what we do is with minimal land-based environmental impact, no cutting of trees, no leveling of any site, no mobilizing of any communities, we can bring 450 megawatts right away. And then once there is no need for it, you take it away. That is the most beautiful part of it, that you do not leave environmental footprint behind. But you do all of this at a very high cost. I mean, it costs a lot of money. And it costs money in intriguing ways. You say it will bring six billion rands worth of benefit. I mean, you say it leaves nothing behind, okay? Um, you, it costs over 20 years, would cost an astronomical 250 billion rands worth. At a time when the electricity sector is changing so quickly, we probably wouldn't need any thermal power at all. I know you say that we will. I'm not convinced of that, I'm afraid. So let me put it to you plainly so that you can answer. Why should we use your company and your option when there are other cleaner and from what we can see quicker and perhaps cheaper overtime methods available i'm going to give you a minute and a half to make the case for car powerships the short answer is because there are none we are the cheapest cleanest and fastest electricity provider in the world that is the reason why we were awarded a completely financial and technical model-based tender that was technology agnostic. The tender RMI4P that we joined did not do any preferences amongst technologies. It only had to be cleaner electricity and um, could not be any thermal other than natural gas, which because it's the cleanest form. And other than that, there were no technological preferences. 
you have to bid your lowest price amongst all the participants of the tender from all the sovereign country companies that have bid we were awarded because we gave the lowest lowest price so the electricity we will deliver is less than half the cost of what escom is paying for peakers today less than half oh, for peakers. maybe close to one third for peakers yes, but not call for, is but not for not for baseload call is very economic but we cannot run the future on call. Call, I'm telling you very openly, call is cheaper than uh, our solution, but you cannot build a future with call. That's why we are the, after call, we are the second cheapest option and we are 50% less emissions, less pollutant than call. We are the cleanest term, form of thermal power. And we can, we are the fastest company in the world that can deliver it. And we run a fleet of 45 ships, power ships all around the world. In Africa, we are in Mozambique, Sudan, Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, Gambia, Sierra Leone, Guinea-Bissau, and Ghana with 500 megawatts. And in Indonesia, which is a highly developed country, we've had uh, more than a thousand megawatts. And in Brazil, which is also a quite developed country, yeah. we do have 600 megawatts running on LNG to power. Zeynep, we've heard you. It's Thank you. All right. Zeynep Harazai Yilmaz is the Global Chief Commercial Officer for the company Car Powerships. Well, your view on that, you know the number. You were there, SFM, leading the conversation just.